Panago Pizza presents S D P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go, Steve. Jesse, the Leafs made the biggest signing in May 14th history. May 14th, so, 2020 history. So wait, it wasn't Alexander Barabanov. No, that didn't happen on May 14th, 2020. Miko no, uh, so, yeah, yeah. M- Lettinen. Nope, it didn't, didn't happen May 14th, 2020. Okay. No. I know. Adam Brooks. That is correct. Adam Brooks. <laughs> so you tweeted that you're really happy about the Leafs signing Adam Brooks to a two-year, two-way contract extension worth an annual value of seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars yes tell me why this is a good deal well i don't know what league minimum is these days but i know that's awful close Mm -hmm. so um yeah the leafs need as many deals uh under um, under a million dollars as possible um you know what i keep saying with signings i think like barabanov and letnin who i i hope both make the team is they're buryable. Uh, and it's great that you could bury them. Um, if you have to bury them in the minors and it won't have any cap hit. That's the case for Lettinen. That's the case for Barabanov. And that's the case for Brooks as well. Cause I think it's about $1.3 million, but that's also just a good ha- uh, cap hit to have on your roster. Right. Basically it's the, the first comparable I could think of. Um, Cause you know, the Leafs added Kyle Clifford. Um, and he was making over a million bucks. Not that Adam Brooks and Kyle Clifford or Trevor Moore are the same person, but this is a lot like Trevor Moore's contract, and it's like Brooks is a direct uh, sort of replacement for him rather than Clifford. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably a winger at the NHL level, or at least to start, um, but he could be a center option, which – you know what team's not looking for those right I, I i liked him in his in his little stint as a leaf i think the team around him was kind of struggling but i i liked his presence so is, wicked is brooks a nhl player like do you see a future because this was his first year he's only played in seven career nhl games and they were all this year he has three assists <laughs> and when you're when you're 24 and you haven't cracked the nhl yet how much of a future do you have you yeah, making the lineup, especially as a winger on a team where they have so many wingers. A lot, but that's the good thing, right? Like they have they have options. They're going to need options. Um, I assume trades are coming. You know, it's it's sort of like the past couple years where we go, the dam's going to break, the dam's going to break, and then it did with Nas. It's going to break again. Um, so, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're used to talking about the Leafs and they don't have any good players. <laughs> or they don't have nearly enough good players. Now they have like too many, at least up front, uh, and you're going to need to re- replace them with cheap guys, and, and Brooks is there. Now, is he going to be unreal? No, I don't think so. I mean, he was a late draft pick. Uh, I think he was drafted at 20 years old in 2016. Yeah. Um, the Mark Hunter draft, as it's known. So if that was him, good on you, Mark. Um, uh, fourth round, yeah. 92nd overall, 2016, like you said, yeah. And they, they like him. They like him as a person. Um, the Leafs are big on liking the guys 
on their team. They don't want guys who are a pain in the ass, and it doesn't sound like he is one unless you're playing against him. And Sheldon Keefe obviously really likes him. Um, so good, good. Why not keep good players in the organization? Right. It's and nothing but good. That's kind of something we're seeing more and more Sheldon Keefe picking guys that he worked with in, with the Marlies. Right. I feel like that's a pattern we're kind of seeing just over the last like couple months of those guys getting the chances and those guys coming up to the team and being a part of it for the future. I'm excited to see I'm excited to see, a, you know, outside of Brooks, I'm excited to see a defense built for Keefe. Um, just because I don't know what. Sometimes when you fire a coach, you get a Stanley Cup team as we've learned in recent years. That but seems to other, be like a trend in the NHL. It's wild. You fire it's wild. your head coach in January, and then you go on to win the Stanley Cup. It makes no sense. But, yeah. but what you also get – well, and then, and then the Leafs went like 10-1-1 one one or something stupid like when, when Keith joined. But uh, sometimes what you get is this weird little Franken team. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs always sort of felt strange, especially on the back end and how they were constructed. And – one of the only, not criticisms, but warnings of Keefe when he joined the Leafs is um, the decor that he won the Calder Cup with, with the Marlies, was, it was pretty close to an NHL decor, which, I mean, try going through the season with what they had. I don't, I don't think I would call it that. But it was expensive. Marty Marinson was expensive. Justin Hall, uh, I believe, was expensive. Who else did they have? They had Travis Dermott. Uh, mm-hmm. that was loaned back to them. Um, they, they had a pretty juiced defense. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. Even like their scratches on uh, at forward were just some of the guys who could be regulars in the lineup, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, with the, oh, like guys who they took out of the lineup? Yeah. That's, yeah, everyone always makes a big deal out of those things. It's not. It's not no? at all. Like, no, because it's the AHL. Guys get banged up. Um, and they got to play three games in three nights and they're trying to evaluate everybody and not everybody can play in the same game. If, if someone, if someone remembers this name, uh, Oh, Marcel Mueller, who remembers Leafs legend, Marcel Mueller. He was one of two Germans on the Leafs at the same time. It was him and, uh, Corbinian Holzer. This is when the Leafs were awful. Yeah. I remember uh, Corbinian, Corbinian Holzer. Yeah. I forget a, that name. He was a, I mean, I, I'll never forget him. One time I was outside of Gracie's, Grace O'Malley's oh, famous yeah. bar in Toronto, and uh, Holzer was walking by in full German Lederhosen. No way. <laughs> was it full, some sort of German festival that weekend? Or? That or he was in one. I don't know. He was just having a good time. He's <laughs> still in the show. Still in Where's the show. Where's he playing? I don't even remember. I think no. he was traded to Nashville recently. He played like a bunch of forward this year. Anyway, sorry. Marcel Mueller, uh, he was a healthy scratch on the, uh, on the Marlies the same year he was called up to play for the Leafs, you know, and there's been a lot more cases than that. He's just the one I remember. Um, I think the same happened to Bracco actually relatively recently. Uh, it's a thing. It's a thing that happens in the AHL and you just gotta, I'm not, I'm not going to be an AHL snob, but it's just one of those little idiosyncrasies of the AHL that you sort of gotta know otherwise yeah what this guy wasn't good enough for an ahl roster and now he's in the nhl yeah Mm -hmm. no i get it it's concerning 
you spent quite a bit of time just learning the AHL during those terrible leaf seasons because you were you were actually down there in the locker room. That was your new kind of team you were covering. That was the Marlies. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe actually chirped me um, when we I... did when we did um, we watched that eight to six Carolina game recently. We did a watch party for that, and uh, I guess he knew Jeff Merrick from his days covering the Sioux or something like that. Jeff's already lived a thousand lives. And, and, uh, then he goes, you know, dangle, uh, you know, you were coming to all our games and then I guess you got too good for us or whatever, <laughs> because I covered, I covered them during 2016. Hey. But what I told him is no, no Sheldon, I got smart. I, I uh, started going to games as a fan and so I could have a beer, which is true. <laughs> yeah. We were at most of their 2018 run. Mm-hmm. I think we were at at least half of their home games or we saw the elimination against Utica. Uh-huh. where Garrett Sparks made a save with his bare hand. And uh, I, I want to say at least three of the Marley's home games during their uh, finals against Texas. So Yeah, we were definitely know, there I, for the for the winning one. Yeah, I just <laughs> got smart, Sheldon. Yeah. That's <laughs> smart. Don't be sal- salty. Come on. So overall, happy with the move? What do you grade it? I like it. He's a, he's a speedy, hardworking forward undersized sure it seems like the Leafs got a million of them mm-hmm. but you know when you consider they're going to lose guys uh, or they're going to have to move guys out uh and he makes practically no money and they seem to like him as a person like you gotta really try to hate this deal you gotta you gotta like be you gotta for some reason have a reason to hate Adam Brooks which right. I'm sorry I can't I can't do it because they it- sign- it's no money, and it's not going to affect your cap. He's going to play for the Marlies, most likely. There's nothing to complain about. Yeah, and if he doesn't, who cares? And if he does, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm perfectly comfortable with him doing either thing. Right. It's fine. All right. Do you want some uh, news from your favorite human, Gary Batman? Oh, sure. I was like, wait, who's my favorite human? <laughs> Just wait, you're already here. The man who's banned from the show? One of the few. One so of the many. He said on Tuesday during a call with, um, I believe it was San Jose's like business district or something. It was like a virtual call. And he told um, San Jose's business alliance that shutting down the 1920 campaign and not hand- handing out the Stanley Cup is not something I'm even contemplating. I believe that that's, that if the right time comes in the right circumstances, based on all of the options that we're considering and our ability to execute them, we'll get this season done. I don't want to say, sound Pollyanny. Do you know? Do you know that word? Pollyanny, but canceling is too easy a solution. That means you stop working hard to do all the things that we're doing, and I ultimately believe that there will be an opportunity. Yeah, okay. First so, what all, do you what do you take from that? First of all, I'm very concerned with myself that the first thing I thought of was polyamory, the reality show about <laughs> couples who... About thruples? Thruples and quadruples and double couples. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> uh, but, okay, I want to I want to sort of... Sometimes when you talk a lot, mm-hmm. um, the message gets confused. And sometimes I get confused with my own message. Can I just say that Gary Bettman, in that, said a lot of things that I like. Mm-hmm. that i like the idea of just scrapping the season and not even trying to resume it i no of course you should try 
You should try to come up with ideas. The, the past couple shows have been getting frustrated because it seems like it's a different, complicated idea from scratch each and every time. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I'm like, oh, for, like, I feel like I got to be an event planner slash doctor slash <laughs> all sorts of things. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Play hockey. Yeah. Like, do this system, do that system. Um, I... I was sort of, you and Adam had a much more logical, level-headed approach last time, but I'm sort of of the opinion, um, if you're going to do some sort of thing with 24 teams, what's another seven? Like, you can't be like, well, we got, like, how, how, many, how many people are on 24 teams? 24 times 20, Plus right? their training staff and everything. We're talking 1,000 people. Yeah, it's 480 if it's 24 times 20 skaters. And then you add, yeah, 100 for the amount of uh, just training staff and head coaches. Yeah. And, We're and, talking about like almost 600, 800 people, somewhere in there. And, and some of you might be like, well, you know, they could get sick. And if you invite the other seven teams, you know, they could get sick and they can spread it. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I get it. But if it's safe for a thousand people could it not be safe for like 1500 or or whatever it is or if it's safe for 800 people could it not be safe i only want this to happen if it's safe and people are acting like i got some axe to grind like i don't want hockey back are are you aware of who you're listening to i want i want hockey back so bad so bad i've made like three videos on my channel over the past month I made a bunch for sports tonight, but that's, that's all classic stuff. I want hockey back very badly. And I'm happy that the NHL is trying to bring hockey back. And I'm happy that they're trying to resume the regular season, uh, which it sounds like they're trying to finish out the regular season. And listen, they're coming back because they need money. So I'm like, why you surely make money off of those dozen. Let's not pretend like a dozen NHL regular season games isn't a lot. Um, and, and just like, again, if it's safe, if you come up with a system that is safe for the playoffs, which is two months, surely you can make a system that is safe for three. Right. And if you can't, you shouldn't be doing any of it. It's not, oh, well, we're unsure. So we're going to, there's no half measures here. In my opinion, again, I'm not a frigging doctor or an event planner or any of that stuff. But if you can make, if you can come up with some sort of scenario that is safe to have the full playoffs or more than the full playoffs, which is what we had proposed last show, 24 teams instead of 16. If if you can come up with something that is safe for that, surely you can come up with something that is safe to finish the NHL regular season. And if you make exceptions, you know, fine. I can see how that, like Detroit, you're right, does not need to play. In sure. terms of the standings. But I'm sure their owner wants them to play. But their I'm owner sure wants them to play. Their business dealings wants them on the ice so they can make some money. And there's 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 a lot of hurdles that the NHL and all these sports leagues have to get over just to get to this point. Right? There's there's a reason like all of this is taking so much time. There's so it's such a complicated discussion because it's it's not easy. You know, it's not just bringing them and putting them on the ice. There's so many things to consider. 
there's so much to consider in the hub cities and all that. And like, is this a good time to get into what Mitch Marner was talking about on his uh, Twitch stream? That was an odd clip. Yeah, we can, uh, we can go there if you want. Um, just to uh, bring it back a little first, though. Polly sure. Annie is uh, overly cheerful, according to Google. So huh. Batman didn't want to sound overly cheerful, but he's working very hard to bring back the NHL season. Yeah. And also dialing it back. It's Gary Batman. Like, this is right. his job. Yeah. Gary Batman's job is not to talk about the doom and gloom of the National Hockey League. It's to talk about how everything is great, unless the players ask for more money, and then it's not. <laughs> then it's a completely different discussion. We're shutting that down. Right. And, yeah. and, and again, we've talked about it. You know, I think he's really good at his job which is to be the mouthpiece of the owners, really, and also manage their egos. And they want to get back to playing. They want to get back to making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Batman's job is to get up there and be like, yep, we're coming back, and it's going to be great, and there's going to be bouncy castles and ice cream, and there will be a Stanley Cup. That's his job. So, like, I don't even – man, it's my job to get fired up. I, I don't even get I, – I have a hard time getting fired up by Gary Bedman unless it's a really good one because I know, I know what he's doing. I know what his job is. And he wouldn't be doing his job if he wasn't trying to resume the regular season. And, oh, yeah, the, canceling the regular season is not something the commissioner <laughs> never considered during a pandemic. Like, get right. real. It's, it's, it's PR, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, listen, I want hockey back badly. Every hockey fan safe. does. Yeah, I want it to be safe. Yes, and I think everybody agrees with the, we want it to be safe. We can't take resources from society. We know there are risks involved with bringing this many people to this sort of to one place. And I think that's what Mitch Marner was talking about on his, is, does he play Fortnite or NHL? On his, uh, Fortnite. His, Fortnite. He, his, he plays, I think it's Fortnite, he plays shooters. I think, okay. I think he was playing... I want to say modern warfare, whatever okay. one of the ones that came out. Whenever I see a new shooters coming out that everyone's got, I'm like, that's not for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I think that gonna... must have been, uh, it must have been Call of Duty then, because that was probably it. back on again. That anyway, so during his uh, his video game stream, someone asked him about restarting the the league, and he said, obviously, I want it, I want it to restart. But what happens if someone tests positive? What happens if someone gets really sick? And, and, a player, and, and dies. He went to the drastic side, which, which you should always do in any discussion. You should always uh, propose both sides. It's like, what if, what if an NHL player gets COVID, they pass away because of it? Like, how does, how does the league continue? And I think before you go into restarting the leagues, you have to outline that in some sort of uh, new CBA clause where it's like, okay, we're treating uh, contracting coronavirus like an injury. I think is the only way you would have, you would be able to do that because you can't, once you start the season, I don't think there's a way to end it again. So I uh, sure there is, you, you know, what <laughs> there that's... is, there is, but it's also, it's not once you get going, is that the right angle you want to go for? You know? Well, I, I agree with you that if, if you start up and have to stop again, you stop it for good. Then you're done. Then we're canceled, right? Yeah, and then you start building towards next season, January. And, and like, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's a matter of people look at it like a, like it's a failure or you're giving up. 
it's not about you. It's, it's, this is unprecedented in our lifetime, which sounds like something we've heard far too often in our lifetime, but it is, it is, unless you are like a hundred years old, um, which I, I saw a very interesting interview with a British gentleman who was a hundred years old and he had a lot of fascinating things to say, but unless you're a hundred years old, you've never experienced anything like this. And if you are a hundred years old, you don't remember it. Right. There was a 104-year-old that uh, just recovered from coronavirus. That's we unbelievable. We are talking about her today. It's incredible. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and you know, Mitch is, Mitch is talking about Max Domi, or he referenced Max Domi, who has diabetes, right? And I don't – we've all read a thousand things. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't remember if people with diabetes are affected even worse. I guess they are, based on what he said. Um, but I, I heard an interesting quote and I think it had something to do with the, uh, there were a couple viral videos going around of people getting like kicked out of a red lobster somewhere and just losing their mind. And someone goes like, damn, you're really willing to die for red lobster. Uh And a brilliant response that I saw was no, it's, are you willing to kill for red lobster? You know what I mean? If every NHL player got COVID Uh would a single one of them die i don't know i don't know let's say none of them do they all have it they're all carriers they can all spread it and it i don't know and now i'm now i'm just getting into a bunch of things that people are sick of but it's not it's not about fear it's not about uh caving into the virus the virus doesn't give a shit it doesn't care it does not care and stop acting like this is a run of the mill events. People get sick all the time. Yeah. And every time they do, we try to prevent it and try to cure it. And this thing's brand new. Right. So I, it was refreshing to hear Marner um, be as frank as he was, you know, and I, I don't want to, he, he looked at it like, I don't want to risk someone else's life. Right. right. He, he wasn't like, I'm going to get sick and die. He, you know, referenced what if someone in the league, what if, what if, what if, what if thousand, what ifs. So it, I don't know. It was refreshing and you can't pretend like he's an, he's an outlier and he's the only one. He's just the only one who said it on a Twitch stream. There's, there's been a few athletes uh, throughout all this who, man, strapping a mic to your head for an hour and a half is, is tough. And a lot of people are realizing that Rudy Gobert, Going yeah. off on someone, uh, David Pasternak said, I can't remember, it was, but it was he, he got in trouble for it. And there was a guy, a uh, NASCAR driver, who got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and Marner just – it was amazing to watch him not even break stride. Yeah, it was, it was weird to hear him say that. Like, when I, when I saw the clip come up on Twitter, I didn't expect that to come out of his mouth. Even when I clicked play and I knew what was going to happen, I was still shocked to hear him say that. Because he went to the extreme. He questioned, no he's tip-toe. like, do we want to play a sport that's going to kill people if we play it? You know, if we, if we start playing hockey and people start catching coronavirus and dying, then the sport is killing people and it's, is it worth it? You know, he went to the extreme and I was good on him for asking the question yeah. at least, you know? And, and, and the conversation, I, I got to go back and watch the whole stream now to see what he said, but it wasn't all, what if someone gets sick and dies? It right. was, uh, it was like, they were talking about hub cities in Toronto. 
was a pitched hub city and another was Columbus. And I don't know the particulars of why he said this, but he was like, Oh my God, that sounds like hell. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know what kind of like, I've been to Columbus. I'm trying to picture the amenities, but like, I think it's, it's more about the city and how little uh, coronavirus they have. You know, it's less about uh, the attractions in the city and more about, hey, do they have a dense population? Do they have hospitals? Do they have enough testing? That sort of stuff. Not, hey, can we go party there? <laughs> Which I think is your initial thought when you're a hockey player and you're like, hey, want to go to this city? And you're like, ah, what's their nightlife like? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's quite what he meant. Dude, Columbus is very underrated in terms of a good time for hockey. I went there for the All-Star game, though, which is... Which is just a giant party. It's the circus. It's so right. good. Um, but, yeah, uh, good on him. I'll, I'll probably go back and try to find uh, some other stuff he said. But, like, I don't know. We always talk about Marner like he's this child and, you know, he's got these other forces in his life and uh-huh. make decisions for himself. That was a big storyline from this summer. But, like, he sounded pretty articulate and informed, uh, like, in in that moment. I was like, that's my Mitch. That's the Mitch I cheer for. That's Put that A on, on your chest, Mitch. I love it. All right. I also like the, uh, the gif of him just chugging the wine that everybody keeps using on Twitter. <laughs> Oh my God! You made me choke on my water. Yeah, he's he's a legend. He's 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 been a legend throughout all this. That's where he's a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Actually, you know what? What is it about? Like I was, I feel like coming up, I was worried about drinking wine because I'd get made fun of. Because it's not like a manly drink. You know what I mean? I feel like adults drink more wine. Like Adult I feel like men. it's more. It's like, more manly than other drinks, you know? Like, I don't feel that way. No, I, I very don't. Yeah. Like, like some, sometimes I take stock of the things I used to think, like, oh, I, I can't do that because I'm a guy. And now I'm like, drink wine? Have wine. I wish I was drinking wine at Mitch Marner's age. Right? Mellows, mellows you out a little bit more than shots. Uh, did you see the news uh, from the PWHPA? Yes. Yes, sorry, it's hard to keep track. Yes, so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, they're going to be cutting the amount of cities they operate in and coming up in the new season. So the new format means the PWHBA will no longer operate in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area, or in Buffalo, and will Mm -hmm. feature one Toronto group instead of two. Mm -hmm. Uh, There will be three regional centers in Canada, Montreal, Calgary, and Toronto, and two in the U.S., Minnesota and New Hampshire. Each region is going to have tryouts and cuts for players this coming season, and they'll have a cap of 25. Local general managers and coaches will decide on who makes the cut. And the reason for this is because, uh, where did I have it? Um, Last year, they couldn't, they, they had, they didn't, they couldn't get the attendance numbers uh, to justify being in these areas. And they'd have players come out, and it was just, it was a little iffy on if it would justify the amount of people and the amount of players that they have in each area. So they've kind of cut it down, created these teams of 25 players, and they're creating so- showcases in these new five hubs. What do you think about this? Well, it's, you know, I, I, I never like hearing about cuts or anything like that, especially 
you know, to that cause and they're trying to grow the game. Um, I am confused as to how any of that's going to work. Um, I, man, I'm confused as to how any league um, at all is, is going to work. Any league where no fans are allowed to attend. And it's hard enough if your league was already losing money. It's hard enough if you have this multi-million dollar, um, you know, multinational uh, TV deal. Like if you're the NHL or the NBA or, or whatever. It's hard enough if you're the NWHL, um, who I know they broadcast their games, but like how's how's that gonna work if fans aren't allowed to attend and then there's the pwhpa which correct me if i'm wrong like they they were showcases right they were special events to go to they were fun to go to yeah it's it's entirely live like the whole thing is to get people to go out to see these women play hockey so do you showcase the game do you make it a pay-per-view do you make it uh do you air the games on twitch do you sign some deal with a broadcaster or, or going back to my twitch idea do you do you do that and rely on and rely on donations or or something like that you know make it like a it's a free event but please you know donate some money i i just don't understand i don't understand how almost any league operates and they're in a particularly unique situation it's it sucks for everyone it sucks right. for everyone and and they they bet on themselves and they bet on a brighter future and then this happened you know what i mean so i boy i don't know what you do i'm trying I don't to know think of do. alternatives because the goal here is to go out to these hubs and to play games in these hubs and to showcase the game right, right. and then so what's i don't what's the end goal the end goal is to form teams in these cities like i'm i'm unsure of the pwhpa's end goal here do you have any idea what or, it could or be? how it's changed right right with, with everything that's gone on i don't know i i think right now the goal is to grow the game right right to grow the game and to eventually have a league um that provides sustainable uh, success for the league and sustainable income for the athletes, uh-huh. right? Um, you know, women who can uh, grow up and say, I want to do that and then go on to play professional hockey. But I don't know how you do that. And as for, as for like, if they were to adopt the Twitch thing um, and, you know, do donations and, you know, some people might say, well, that, that's them stealing the NWHL's idea. The NWHL didn't invent Twitch. Like, when I first heard that they were doing that, I'm like, that is a brilliant and smart idea. Right. And we had Anya Packer on, and she's like, this brilliant and smart idea is working out great for us. So if it works for them, maybe it'll work for you. Um, almost seems like a same team sort of thing right now. I, I mean, doesn't it? Like, just because yeah. there's – if I sound like I don't have any answers, I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody does at this moment because everything's so up in the air because of the pandemic. Plus, we've never seen uh, – well, we've seen how it, how it operated last year and 
it, it obviously needed to be dialed back a bit. And now we, we don't know the future of what, uh, what this holds, like how, how they continue this operation. They said um, players were not paid last year for participating in the so- showcases, but their expenses were covered. And uh, Jana Hefford, the uh, operations consultant for the PWHPA, said at the minimum expenses will be covered again this year. That's so, at the, and so at the minimum to me, it sounds like they're going to cover expenses and they're going to try to pay them. Right. So operations costs are super low, it sounds like. We're just paying for kind of the arena and the staff and that sort of stuff. So it's a great, once they're out in these cities, once everything's kind of back to normal and maybe you get fans out there, it's a great way to show off the women's game and grow it in that sense. But I, do, I, don't, know, I don't know how they expand. I, uh, I, I hate to say this, but like I feel like uh, the pandemic has thrown it into survival mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that's why, like, I mean, we asked Danny Ryland straight up. We're like, you're expanding right now? Are you serious? And, like, I know they talked about it for a long time. Like, it didn't fall out of thin air, and they didn't see a pandemic and go, this is a great idea. We're going to do this right now. But um, I just – I feel like every league is in survival mode. It's not. It's not unique to them. They're just in a – unique situation in how they're built yeah and i feel bad because like the biggest sports in the world are in survival mode so what does that mean for the ones lower on the rung you know the the nba nfl mlb nhl they're not operational and they're just burning cash right now so what does that mean for these leagues that are not like we just saw the ahl season cancel yep and well and that's the rest of this one mm -hmm. right so this is that if if these if these big leagues can't can't operate right now, I feel bad for any smaller league trying to go at it. All you can do is I because this thing changes week to week, and wherever you live, maybe numbers have gone down, and you're celebrating, and then they go up, and then you're devastated, and then they go down again, and then they go down even further, and then maybe you can return to. We don't know what the world is going to look like in September. Right. And everybody you know? keeps talking about a second wave. That's a uh, new, that's a new yeah. buzzword. Which, well, and supposedly the Spanish flu had three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lasted two years, I believe. Yeah. So um, all you can do is plan for when it is okay to resume. If you have a good plan for that, mm-hmm. I think that's the best you can do. It's the best you can do right now. I, I can't imagine a scenario where they come out of this making millions of dollars. If they do, wonderful. Um, you know, I any I, I mean, I'd be calling Sportsnet. Yeah. I'd, I'd be calling all the other broadcasters and going, listen, provide a camera. Or like, don't even provide the camera. Screw it. We'll provide you the footage. Just give us something. And a lot of these sports stations will be like, you know what? Cool. Because... We've been airing Korean baseball and Bundesliga for the last six months. So, and like, I feel, I and I feel like these, uh, these showcases might be an easy sell to a network like Sportsnet because you're not buying a whole season like the NWHL. You're buying just one-offs maybe on a Saturday or on a Sunday where you need to fill programming during the day. You know, so I feel like that's an easier sell to a network than say, hey, we need you to buy 30 games of a season. It's, hey, what about this Sunday in December? Could you do that? You know, maybe send the camera, throw it on yep. uh, one of your 
local networks, you know? So and I feel so, like, there's a you know, maybe, there. maybe Sportsnet buys like the Toronto games, maybe Nesson buys like New Hampshire or, or something like that. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know where New Hampshire is. And at this point, I'm afraid to ask. That's, that's my Canadianness uh, in all of this. It's the Northeastern region of the United States. I don't believe you. What do you mean? No, I'm kidding. I'm just being difficult. <laughs> New Hampshire. There's all that all that northeast, all that northeast of the states. There's like, aren't there like 16 states? Yeah, there's New Hampshire. Area? There's Maine. There's Vermont. That little area is what you're referring to. Where is New Hampshire? <laughs> if I had to do like a states map of the United States, I would fail it so hard. Yeah. Do you know where, you know where Boston is and in that area where oh, you have a, like it's above massachusetts yeah yeah and then you go and then there's maine which is up by like the east coast of canada it's like new brunswick what is new england new england is that little area with that cluster of states so is it so it's vermont new hampshire massachusetts and rhode maine? island oh I where's Ro- is rhode, rhode island, island is like is the size below, of a thimble it's below massachusetts and then Connecticut's right there. Connecticut's in between New York and, and Boston. That's Rhode, I, Rhode Island's a myth. I don't see it. <laughs> it's right below Rhode right Island's below a rumor. Massachusetts and to the right of Connecticut. No, you made that up. <laughs> you made that up. Rhode Any Island is a conspiracy. <laughs> I want to see a podcast on the Rhode Island conspiracy. It doesn't exist. <laughs> we should I don't test know, you. We should test you on like American geography. Just to upset every American listener. I would do better with countries of the world than American states. Do you want to do state capitals? Oh no! Okay, fine. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna take a little segue. We're gonna do state capitals okay. of the United States testing Steve Dangle. Okay. Alabama. Uh, Birmingham. Montgomery. Montgomery. There's a bunch of these states where I'm going to be like, okay, what's the one city I know? Okay. Oh, for one. All right. I'm just going to keep track of how many you got right. Zero so far. Uh, Alaska. Oh, my God. Um, what the hell is it called? No. <laughs> Anchorage. No. Junie. No. <laughs> Arizona. Junie or Juno? I thought it was Juno. Uh, maybe I, I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm oh, terrible at reading in English. And spelling, and same, typing. same, same. Over oh, two, good, good, good. Arizona. Oh. Okay, so it's Phoenix is the obvious answer, so I'll say Phoenix. Phoenix one. I also cheated. I relied on your face because I was going to say Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say over oh, three. I was going to say Scottsdale. Were you? Oh. I don't know. I was also <laughs> leaning towards Phoenix because I feel like it's so much bigger than the I'll other gi- ones. I'll give you that one. I don't okay. think you're going to get a lot of these. I'll give it to me. Arkansas. Little Rock. Two. Hey! Okay. Hey, there you go. California. This is a hard one. Oh, it's um, it's not L.A. Is it Sacramento? What? It's Sacramento. Hey, Hey, there's three. Colorado. Denver? There's four. Wow, you're doing, you're already doing better than I thought you would. (laughs) Yeah, same. Connecticut. Oh, 
geez, can I name a city in Connecticut? Hartford. <laughs> yes! <Hey! laughs> That's five. All right. I'm shocked right now. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Delaware. Okay, I, I don't think I can name a city in Delaware. Uh, Appletown. <laughs> no, Dover. Dover. Do- you didn't know that. Don't say Dover like you knew. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. Florida. Oh, that's n- uh, I don't think it's – oh, Miami. No, where did what? they go uh, in the office when they went down to Florida? I don't remember. Uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee? That's the capital of Florida, yes. That's so Florida. <laughs> Georgia. Now I'm trying to th- – oh, Atlanta? Yes, six. Six, right? That's not bad. Uh, everybody listening, uh, guess how much you think Steve is going to get from here on out. He's got six so far. All right, let's go. Hawaii. Oh, um, uh, Honolulu? Yes, that's seven. Yes. Idaho. Uh, can, I, can I name a city in Idaho? Um, you totally can. Potato City. <laughs> no, Boise. Boise. The, the Boise State Broncos. That one I knew. Like, ah. well, that one I knew the city. I would have never guessed it though. Uh, oh, where do we go? Illinois. I assume Chicago. No, Springfield. Idiot. Oh, oh, that's in the <laughs> Animaniac song. I yeah. Gotta, I gotta try to remember that. <laughs> Indiana. Indianapolis. Yes, that's eight. Iowa. Oh. Um. Delegateville. <laughs> they, they're always like the swing state. I Iowa. hear about Iowa once every four years. Yeah, when there's an election. Yes. Yeah, and Hillary loses. A- am I right? No, it's no? Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. I I literally would have thought Des Moines is a state. <laughs> you got eight so far. Kansas. This one's a little hard. The next couple. I think we might have a run here where you don't get any. <laughs> so Kansas is a. I know for a fact. Kansas and Missouri. I feel like they border each other, and they have some weird shared names it's it's not kansas city i'll say kansas city no it's topeka oh i'm I'm telling you we're gonna go on a string where you don't get much uh kentucky what you got steve not fried chicken Okay, this is okay. I don't know if this is a person's name or a place, but is it like Pawtucket? No, that's what's, what's Pawtucket? I don't even Pawtucket know. Pawtucket is. is in uh, where we originally started this conversation. Pawtucket's up in uh, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. whatever, dude. <laughs> the, uh, the Pawtucket Red Sox, I believe, are their double A AA or triple A team. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, the capital of Kentucky is Frankfurt. 
Oh my God! What? <laughs> okay. Next is up is uh, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Hey, nice. That's the Animaniac song. <laughs> I remember that one. It's. I think it's the first one in the song. Uh, Maine. Bangor. Nope. Augusta. Yeah. Ah. Augusta National. Where oh, they, that's where, where that is. Play the Masters. I thought that was in Georgia. Oh, maybe it isn't. I think it's in Georgia. Oh, I think I'm wrong. Maybe there's more than one. <laughs> maybe Augusta. there is more than one. Yeah. I just guessed. <laughs> Maryland. Baltimore. No. Annapolis. Ah. Massachusetts. Home to Pete Blackburn. Boston is the easy answer, so we know it's not Boston. Um, screw it. I say Boston. Boston! Hey! <laughs> you got 10 so far. Out of how many? Uh, we're at the M's, so I don't know how many we got Am left. I at 500? I, wanna... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Do I have a winning record? <laughs> <laughs> Michigan. Uh, I mean, Detroit's the easy one, but... Grand Rapids. Lansing. Ah... Minnesota. Minneapolis? No! St. Paul. Shoot! <laughs> you already guessed. Damn! Oh, <laughs> no! No! I'll give you a half point. No, I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Mississippi. Damn. Oh my god, I don't. I have... You'll never get this. Riverton. <laughs> it's Jackson. Jackson, Jack Mississippi. No, I should have. <laughs> okay. Missouri, Missouri. Okay. Do you think you know this one? Home to the now deceased St. Louis Rams. That's the team you picked? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> they hey, have... Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Marshall Falk, those are my guys. Okay. This is dumb, but isn't Kansas City in Missouri? It is. The Kansas City Royals do play in Missouri. Right. That's the thing. I, I'm going to say it's Kansas City. It is Jefferson City. Oh. <laughs> Man. Montana. Man. You're still stuck on 10, by the way. Oh, gee. <laughs> Oh, I like this though. This is fun. This is a good game. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's probably I don't know how much Canadians like it, but I bet Americans find this infuriating slash adorable. Oh yeah, the Americans that know it and are like, Steve, you idiot. <laughs> well, and like they know. Oh yeah. They know they're American geography. If they if know. you are listening to this and you get fifty out of fifty, please tweet us. I'd like to know. <sighs> All right, Montana. Also, Canadians playing along. It's probably fun, too. Yeah. They're like, I don't know anything about America. Montana. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Uh... No, Lansing's in Michigan, you said. Mm -hmm. already had I'm going to go with Hannah. Oh, that's kind of along the right lines, but not right. Helena. Oh, I would have never got that. <laughs> How did you okay. guess Hannah? It's just Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> Nebraska. 
Nebraska town. <laughs> I can't Link- name a city. Lincoln. Lincoln. Nebraska. Nebraska. Right. Uh, Nevada. This one's a little ridiculous. Yeah, so it's not Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it it's is not Las Vegas. Reno? Carson City. Jeez. <laughs> I'm on a streak. I told you it was coming. This is this whole middle section. One. Yeah. Regression. I was like, I want to say it was like six and two at one oh, yeah. point. You were doing like surprisingly well at the beginning. All Man. right. New, New Hampshire. Oh, I literally just looked at a map of it and I don't know. <laughs> New Hampshire, no, Old Hampshire, Concord, Concord, New Hampshire. Sure, yeah. I believe you. New yeah. Jersey. Is, I can't. I can't name. Oh, us. Newark. No, no. Is that Newark. an airport? I don't. I, I isn't that <laughs> Newark is in New Jersey? Yeah, but it's. I don't, I don't know, man. I feel, I'm starting to feel stupid. It's Trenton. 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 Yeah. Like. I feel like I know a bunch of Americans, and I don't know any from any of these places. Like, oh, my God. Well, typically, I, I find, like, when I know where an American is from, I know them from the state, right? Or it's, like, a major city. It's, like, one of the big big hubs, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a... It's weird. I feel like in Canada, you sort of identify yourself by the region. Hmm. And if you're from the GTA, you identify yourself as the very specific part of it that you're from. Right. Like, and if you're like, from northern Ontario, you tell people the exact town you're from. You're like, yeah. I'm from Newcastle. I'm from Barrie. You know, you, you name your city. And then there's some places in Europe where they, you probably just say the country. <laughs> yeah. Because it's teeny tiny. And I don't know. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, New Mexico. Albuquerque. Santa Fe. Jeez. What's the capital of New York? New York City. No. (laughs) Is it not? It's Albany. (laughs) What? The home of the River Rats, or the former home of the Albany River Rats. I don't remember when you got one right. It's been so long. Did you know that it was Albany? No, I did not. Come on. But I'm also looking at a list, so my life's okay. a lot easier. Now, this is, this is America taking the piss, though. They're like, okay, what's the fifth most noticeable city in our state? That's our capital. Capital of North Carolina. Uh, Raleigh. It is Raleigh. Way to go. <gasps> You're up I love to- you, James Reimer. <laughs> You're up to 11. You. You got oh eleven God. right. All right, North Dakota. You're not getting this. Dakota City. Bismarck. Shut up. That's a made-up place. <laughs> it's Bismarck, oh North God. Dakota. Uh, not Bismarcky, but Bismarck. No. You say you're just a friend. Uh, you say you're just a friend. Oh baby, you. Yeah, what I did. You say he's just a friend. Anyway, Ohio. I I prefer the Mario version, but um, (laughs) Columbus. Well done. That's twelve. Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. See, that's a little unfair. It is Oklahoma City. No, it's not. (laughs) Kansas City isn't even isn't even in Kansas. What do you mean that's unfair? (laughs) You didn't even know. You just guessed Oklahoma City. 
All right. I didn't say Thundertown. <laughs> I said. Jeez. That's 13. All right. You're up to 13. Now we're on to Oregon. Portland. Salem. I, again, it's like they make an effort to not pick the state with the sports team. There's got to be a philosophy behind that, not picking the big city, right? You want a smaller town to be your state capital. So you can do Ontario sort of stuff. the same. Yeah. Or Can- Ottawa, Canada, I should say. Ottawa's our capital. What the hell is that? See, what's the capital of Ontario, though? Toronto. Is it? Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Uh, where were we? We were on Oregon. Now we're on to Pennsylvania. Oh, God. Um, okay. You got a couple to choose from. We know where we know about Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, so they're off the list. Um, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> uh, okay, so now, now let me think. Hershey. No, it's Harrisburg. Okay. I know so many NHL, AHL, ECHL teams, and like a bunch of colleges from Pennsylvania, Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. They're doing – this is America. Is this a meme? Is this the Saskatchewan Rough Riders jersey but for Americans? What, having state capitals in weird cities? Yes. I guess so. Oh, all right. uh, we're on to you. <laughs> Rhode we're Island. on to you. Rhode Island. Oh, um, I did know this at some point. Rumor Town. Providence. Providence! Home yeah. of the Providence Bruins. Idiot. You're never going to get this one. South Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around your hands. Spin it like a helicopter. North Carolina. Uh, no, that's North Carolina. <laughs> yes, South Carolina. Okay, so now what are all the places from? You can't Carolina's name one book? city in South Carolina. Monk's Corner. Damn it. Um, <laughs> What's the capital, though? Is it Charleston or is that North Carolina? What's your guess? Char- Charleston. It's Columbia. Columbia! Oh. You didn't know that. I well no I didn't I know of Columbia I didn't know it was Columbia though South Dakota South Dakota town Pierre shut up <laughs> someone please message us from Pierre South Dakota like, it's like a beginning of a Playboy Cardi song where the Pierre I mean whatever that producer's name is you know it does a DJ drop anyways yeah. <laughs> Tennessee. Well, there's Nashville, which impossible. <laughs> so, oh God, what's the uh... now? I'm trying to think back to when we were there, and Kevin was giving us the big tour, and so it was yep. little, uh... Knoxville. It's Nashville. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. Ah! Uh, Ooh, that's good. All man. right. Texas. Uh, you know what? I think that one's actually... Oh, no. Arlington. Austin. Ow! 
Damn. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple. The, the, beginning of the letter. I got the first letter. Shut up. No, no. <laughs> Utah. Jazzville. Um, Salt Lake City. It is Salt Lake City. Okay. Well done. That's 14. Not wow. a great. Not Dude, a I great thought it'd be song. better than this. Wow. Me too. Uh, actually, you're kind of on point where I thought you'd be. Uh, Vermont. Oh, God. That's that's a great, like, where are you from? I'm from Vermont. Yeah, you don't really name the place in Vermont that you're from. You don't say I'm from Vermont Town or whatever. <laughs> what is it? Montpelier. Montpelier? You can't even. I, I've never heard of this place. What I is the population of made-up place? 7,436 in 2018. The capital of Vermont. <laughs> Is about 7,500 people, you said? Yeah. Yeah. They're taking the piss. This is their, this is America's Rough Riders jersey. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. Virginia. George Washington Town. No, um, <laughs> Cherry Treeville. Richmond. Well, what I did, I hadn't guessed yet. Oh, now you guessed I, Cherry Tree Town. I know of Richmond. I wouldn't have got it, though. You guessed yeah. Cherry Tree Town, Steve. Fine. Washington. Not D.C., just the, the state. state. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. What you got? I don't know. No guess? Uh, uh, cherry. Oh, this <laughs> one's Cherry Tree Town. No, it's Olympia. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have got that. Population okay. of around 50,000 people. Okay. How many how many state capitals uh-huh. have a larger population than Pickering, Ontario? What's the population of Pickering? It's like 100,000. Uh, I can count every place with over 100,000 people? Or, or under, whichever's easier for you. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. What you, 14, this is insane. 15, 16, you're, you're 17, 18, 19. 19 state capitals have a population of under 100,000. Uh, so they're all smaller than Oshawa. <laughs> Essentially. That's wild. I, now I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I was starting to feel pretty stupid. You should feel a little bad. You're doing I, feel, pretty terrible. I do feel a little bad. You couldn't even hit like 50%. Do you think you would have done better? Oh, God, no. Oh, okay. I'm an idiot. It's always, it's <laughs> good to be stupid together. You're right. You have three left. Okay. Let's fire through them. Finish strong. West, West Virginia. Let's get oh, one of these. That's another American thing. How many states are divided? <laughs> like you are like, don't give me this 50 state stuff. You're, you're juicing your numbers and you know it. North and South Carolina. West Virginia. Virginia and So wait, do they even have an East Virginia or is it just Virginia and West Virginia? There's Virginia and there's West Virginia. There's That's no North. That's juicing or South. your numbers. That's Take me home. Country roads to a place. Uh, I don't know. West Virginia. Sorry, I thought the answer was in the Mount song. Mama. Take me home. 
Mountain Mama Country Town. Roads. <laughs> it's Charleston. You guessed it before. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin? Madison. Hey, you got one. All right, that's 15. Shout out that 70s show. <laughs> lastly is Wyoming. Oh. Rock Town. <laughs> it's a uh, Cheyenne. C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Steven, that was got, bad, and I should feel bad. You got 15 out of 50. Ugh. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's not I a good show. Very good. No. 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 But, like, I didn't, like, guess the Vatican or anything like that or... That could have gone worse. That could have gone worse. It's all right. But it's it? like me, me taking a math test in grade 10. I'm like, you know, I didn't get zero. <laughs> it was pretty, I don't know if that could have been worse. I'd like to know if anybody played along at home and guessed the states, let us know what, uh, what you got. If you beat Steve's 15 out of 50. Yes. Yeah, you got to do it honest. Let's check the percentage on that. 15 divided by 50. The problem with the Animaniac song is I only remember the first little verse. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Columbus is the capital of Ohio. And there's three states, and that's it. <laughs> you got 30% on your quiz. Oh, yeah, it could good. be worse. That could not be worse. Good. That's okay. Here's why that reminded me of math. For most other things, I would like count my grade down. Like, I know the material, but I lost marks here and here and here. So my grade gets count, counted down. Yeah. With math, I'd be like, Let's build from zero. You're getting zero. Okay, you got this one. You're at 2% now. Let's get this one. All right, you're at four. Can we get enough to get 50? And the answer was often no. Right. <laughs> or at least I think it was. That's the worst. The worst part about being bad at math is it's hard to calculate how bad your mark is. You know, it's hard to figure out what your mark is going into exams. There's God, one... I dropped that like a bad habit as soon as as soon as I could. There's one hockey note I want to get in. Okay. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes fired their president and CEO today. Aaron Cohen. Oh. Was relieved of his duties. Cohen had been with the Coyotes since being hired in 2015 as COO and chief legal officer by previous owner Andrew Barraway. Cohen was named president and CEO in 2007 after Steve Patterson stepped back to serve as a consultant and advisor after a year on the job. So I find weird timing in the the middle of a pandemic, but it's the second president we've seen fired since we've entered a pandemic and the season's been stopped, which is, I don't understand why, I guess it's a good time because everything's on pause. So if you want to bring in a new name to get to know the business you have time to do that but i thought it was interesting that now we've seen two presidents be let go yeah what what can the president of a hockey team do to get fired when there are no games that's what i'm wondering like unless i don't know because there's just i guess there's fewer things to look after and yet there's more but i don't know maybe you're not aligned on how it comes back i mean you associate being fired with you know, doing a bad job or doing bad things, which I, I, I feel like in hockey, it's so often guys, especially in these front office roles, just get fired after long enough. Yeah. You know what just, I mean? Especially, we've grown tired of you. 
Yes, a president's an especially interesting one because, like, you don't even have to lose. Mm-hmm. You could just, like, win a bunch and they're kind of sick of you. Yeah, or we've seen your face one, around too much. One bad season. Like, was this guy pushing for the Taylor Hall deal? Like, was this guy, did he hurt Darcy Kemper personally? Mm-hmm. Um, thus sort of railroading the Coyote season. It's a weird one. It's an interesting one. Um, I mean, of all the teams to cut money – I don't know. Is the Coyotes have no money thing played out? Like, I think it's still true. It's still – I think they have a hard time making money. But there's a difference between having a hard time making money and not having any, right? right. Like ownership groups sort of changed that. Um, the Pagoulas sort of did that with Buffalo. And then like, you know, like Winnipeg doesn't make very much money. They have one of the smaller arenas in the entire league but their ownership group has money, right? Mm-hmm. They, they have a ton of money. So that is a very odd one. When did that come down? I hadn't even heard uh, that until you like said it. Like a couple hours ago, like this morning, like 11 a.m.-ish. Oh, okay. I've been yeah. out all day. So yeah. out all day, um, not hugging and kissing people. Relax. <laughs> Since 2017, the Coyotes have finished uh, 12th, 15th, and 9th under Cohen as president that's in the Western conference. I was about to say. Yeah. And have not qualified for the playoffs. So the on ice performance hasn't been there. Certainly. So that's, that's really interesting because now does that mean something for John Chaka? Hmm. Right. The guy above him got canned or, you know, maybe he'll get fired up. (laughs) Who who knows? I doubt that because is John Chaka even 30 yet? He's, I know he's younger than I am. Um, he might be somewhere between your age and mine, Jesse, but... Uh, he's 30. Turns 31 on June 9th. There. So he's even younger than Kyle Dubas. Yeah. Um, that is a really interesting one because I like a lot of what the Coyotes have done in recent years, but they haven't won. Yeah. You know, and, and they get, they get Antti Ranta, yeah. and he gets hurt again. And they get Darcy Kemper, and he's fantastic. And all of a sudden, they have this really good tandem, and then he gets hurt. And then I feel like, I mean, it's a league that doesn't care about your luck or lack of it. Mm-hmm. But the Coyotes have had some pretty tough luck. Like Jacob Chikrin basically losing a whole season. Like, it's, it's been tough for the Coyotes. Kind of, feel, kind of feel bad for the fans. I don't know. I don't know this the president of their team who just got fired. So it's, I don't know him personally. Aaron Cohen. I'm not sure what, yeah. I'm not sure what he could have done differently. All right. All right. You you look at that and you wonder what else is going on with an organization as big as the Blackhawks. You're like, okay, we kind of know some of the stories like they've won. They're probably sick of each other, but with the coyotes, we don't know much about their inner workings. So you just, we kind of have no answers on that, but it sounds like, somebody grew tired or they're taking advantage of the timing. I don't know. Also ownerships changed a bunch of times. I wonder if he was a, like if he was from a previous ownership group and they're like, all right, that's enough of you. He was hired by the previous owner group. Yeah. He was, he was with the team since 2015. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, another thing I need to get to because I need this in In my life. life. I need to be right. And continually, every day I wake up, the world proves to me that I am indeed right about everything. I don't know about that. Um, Steve, you purchased a jersey on May 13th, yesterday. 
a York mm. 9 FC jersey. <laughs> yes. Uh, you purchased this jersey. York 9 FC is a local uh, football slash soccer team. here. Footy. Footy. Footy team. The Canadian Premier League. Is that that's the CPL, yes. The, the CPL. We yeah. have our own Premier League because uh, uh, we needed to have one in order to host the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, so they had to invent one. Right, but now <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's got eight teams across oh, the country. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know very little about the CPL. I apologize. Yeah, including Halifax. Halifax getting a pro team in there. Halifax is going to be a name that comes up a lot more in mm-hmm. pro conversations. They sh- there should be a CFL team out east. Like I, that, I think it's I, absurd that that hasn't happened yet. I think it's in the plans. It's one of the fastest growing places in Canada, and it friggin' rules. Mm-hmm. Halifax is the best. I love it. Can't say enough good things about it. So you purchased a York 9 FC jersey because they were selling them, and all proceeds uh, from the jersey sales go to Mackenzie Help Health. Sorry. Yes. So you purchased one, and you got it. You threw up a picture on Twitter. You threw Dangle on the back, which you always do, and you – Posted it with the uh, number 10, which is your hockey number. And it was funny because... Uh, somebody, you think it's funny how? Somebody quote tweeted your picture in your York 9 FC jersey. And the person who quote tweeted... Uh, I don't know. Do you know who this gentleman is? His name uh, is Manuel. He uh, said... Oh, uh, I, I know a few Manuels. Do, do, you, do you have the last name there, Jersey? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read his tweet first. He says, all you need is the armband and you're ready to go. I did think that number came with another name, though. So who is this gentleman, Stephen? He plays for the York 9 of the CPL, and his number is 10. <laughs> and I now have a jersey with the number 10 on it. And your own and- name. I feel like an idiot. And this isn't even the, uh, the only time this has happened. So I had the number 10 on a Leafs jersey before Brad May did. And Brad May was the last Leaf to wear number 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a number 10 Blue Jays jersey made for me when the team had Edwin Encarnacion. And you put Dangle on the back. So I just looked like a complete chode. And now I'm like, oh, no. Are you it's coming again? <laughs> are you coming around on my theory that, hey, maybe you shouldn't put your own last name on a jersey? Wrong. The, but no. the player who wears the number of the jersey you were wearing called you out for not having his last name on it. Which so I can, I'm not. I can't really pronounce it. It's Arpaccio, Arapaccio. Uh, uh, here, let me let me see just so I have it in front of me. Manuel, here, can, you, can you send it to me? Yeah, yeah. The tweet. Send it to me real quick so I can yeah. try not to butcher his name. Yeah, I because I am butchering it. Because like I said before, I am stupid and can't read. No, you just think write. they're all Baba Bucci. <laughs> because I'm worst. stupid. And I yeah, can't sure. read them right. So, right. yes, I do. I sent it to you uh, yeah. right now. You should have it if you pull it up. Uh, he also... Uh, Aparicio. Aparicio. I think. Manuel Aparicio. So, on the back of your Dangle 10 jersey for the York 9 FC. It should say Aparicio, but instead it says Dangle. And the player who wears Ted is wondering why the hell you would put your own name on top of his because that's his number because he actually plays for the team. I selfishly didn't think about the jersey number thing. Um, (laughs) Oh, man, when I worked for the Steelheads, I think I got 
Oh, wait. So I have number 12 on my Mississauga Steelheads jersey. I don't know. I know a player had 10, and I didn't want to wear their number. I can't remember if there was a player who had 12 or if I had simply been given 12 because it was the 2011-12 season. Oh, okay. But uh, I will say this. Dangle 10 is on, like, everything of mine. But I just watched The Last Dance. Yeah. And sometimes even the greatest change their number. Are you going to change it? I've been thinking about it. <gasps> I've been thinking about it. But the problem is so many numbers are retired. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of current Leafs have numbers. And I just don't want to – I don't want to steal anyone's number. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Brad May stole Steve, mine. No. Brad May stole mine. Oh, but now no. – would it be wrong to wear the jersey of a player who plays actually plays nope. for the team? Are you nope. saying that it'd be weird to do that? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is JVR changed his jersey number mm-hmm. uh, for Boreas Salming, and he changed it to 25 because it was retired. George Armstrong and his number 10 have been retired by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I wonder at some point in the future if I should retire 10 and move on to a different number. Can I throw out a suggestion? Yes. How about you retire 10 and then you don't have a number because you don't play for the team? <laughs> what if I instead have, instead of numbers, I have six additional nameplates? Yeah, just have dangle all the dangle, way. Dangle, 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 dangle. <laughs> what if I did that instead? What if I just got a Blake 92.5 jersey and just wore it everywhere I went? That's what I'm going to do. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Blake 999. 99 is retired league-wide. Yes. 999 is not. You could do that. Why did you write dangle Sportsnet? 590. Is it, is it 501 on your Rogers cable box? Or 505, I believe. Do you remember? That sounds, that sounds right. Is I always it, just see, you see, Jesse. Do you talk into your I have, remote? I have Rogers Ignite, so I simply <laughs> speak into my remote and I go, Leafs game. And boom, Leafs game because Rogers. That's not how that works. Yeah. Your remote says, I'm a remote. Stop talking to me. No, it does not. If it did, okay, it does not have SASS mode. All right. <laughs> It does not have talk back. It says, press the buttons yourself, you lazy bitch. Wow. That's what it says. I don't says. think that's a feature. <laughs> I don't think that's a feature. That's what it says. Disagree. Anyways, I think you retire your number. You don't ever get a number again. Just say. Never get a number again. What numbers have never been worn by a leaf? Let me look this up. Let me look this up. Numbers. Leafs have worn Toronto Maple Leaf sweater numbers. This is on hockey reference. So retired numbers, by the way. One, four, five, six, seven, nine, eight's in there. Uh, 10, 13, 14, 17, 21, 27, 93. Okay. Mm-hmm. 98 has never been worn. 97 has never been worn, although in a few years it might be. Um, 95 has never been worn. 87, 86, and 85 have never been worn. 82 has never been worn. 
79, 78. I got some options, folks. Yeah, 76. 58. Yeah. There's there's some options. 68's a little on the nose, isn't it? Um there's there are options. So maybe I could change my number. It's it's amazing how many numbers had never been taken until recently. Mm-hmm. Tavares is the first to ever wear 91. Uh Nick Batan was the first leaf to ever wear 61. Dennis Mulgan, who I completely forgot was a leaf, um, is the first leaf to ever wear 62. Uh, the only thing though. One through fifty-seven are taken. <laughs> oh my god! So, so it's got to be a high number. Yeah. Andrew McWilliam wore fifty-seven. He was one of my first ever junior interviews. Interesting. Well, now I just need those. Oh, and Carlton the Bear wears number sixty. You can't do that. Can't do that. That's an interesting one. If any player has ever come to Toronto, going, I want to wear sixty. <laughs> They take and they go, the well, off. it's taken by Carlton the Bear. <laughs> would Carlton have to change their number? If yes. it was a good player, he probably would. 100%. If Dennis Mulligan goes, I wear 60, I'm pretty sure Carlton the Bear keeps 60. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I have definitely considered changing my jersey number. Uh, one last thing yes. I want to touch on before we go. Uh, we should wish a happy anniversary to Game 7, 2013, Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs. No, we should collapse. The anniversary was yesterday. It was the seven-year anniversary of the Leafs' 4-1 collapse versus the Boston Bruins in Game 7 of the 2013 playoffs. Nazem Kadri scored with 14-31 left in the third period to put the Leafs up 4-1 in the game on their way to hopefully the second round of the playoffs for the, they were in the playoffs for the first time since 20, uh, 2004, 2004, which is first time in nine years. They were in the playoffs and they went down three, one in the series. They came all the way back with back to back two, one victories in game, uh, five and six, push the game seven. They go up four, one in game seven, 14 minutes left. Nazem Kadri puts it up 4-1. And then we all know what happens next. No, we don't. Nathan Horton scores. Milan Lucic scores. Leaf legend. Patrice Bergeron scores with uh, 90 or not 90, 51 seconds left in the third period what's, to tie it up. The Leafs were so finished. Like what's amazing watching the footage back mm-hmm. is how close the Bruins came to just finishing them in regulation. Yeah, it was, uh, it was tilted. Like I don't know what happened those last ten minutes, but they it shut was, it off. It wasn't a it, it wasn't a game anymore. No. Now, Steve, and mm. then obviously we got to finish off. Patrice Bergeron scored in overtime to win it, beating James Reimer with a, an assist from Sagan and Marchand, winning four one mm. at six oh five in OT. Where is he? There he is. There's Patrice right there. <laughs> so me, me and Patrice. Let's reminisce a little. Where were you? Do you remember the moments leading up that playoff series? Tell us about your time in 2013, Stephen Dangle. I do. I remember it. I was working at CBC uh, doing highlights, and I just like straight up refused to work that night. I'm like, nope, I get that night off. I am going to watch this game at Maple Leaf Square. And I went down with my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife. And Mrs. Dangle. Mrs. Dangle. And I had my dirty neck beard. Um, my channel was sort of taken off. 
Um, that was a fun time because my channel had taken a dip and then there was the lockout and then uh, I came back full of piss and vinegar and everyone's like, yeah, we want to watch stuff. And it was cool. Watched the game with a bunch of people, had a great rowdy time. And I remember the Leafs go up 4-1. There were so many little parts of that game too. Uh, in the 2018 game seven, Patrick Marlowe had two goals. And imagine how different we'd be talking about Patrick Marlowe if the Leafs win that game. In 2013, Cody Franzen had two goals. Yep. He basically put one in his own net. Matt Bartkowski got the goal. Bruins are up one nothing, And then Franzen got the next two. And the Leafs went into the third period with a 2-1 lead because of Cody Franzen's pair of goals. A mad, like, uh, an article went up this week, Cody Franzen and his regret over not signing a certain contract with the Leafs. Fans in this city would have screamed bloody murder if Franzen didn't get his money. Because he would have been a hero. He would have been a hero. Not on the level of you scored a Stanley Cup winning goal, but he was the Leafs' best player or one of the best players in a game, uh, you know, game seven comeback. Uh, how many times have the Leafs come back from a 3-1 series deficit in franchise history? Not many. There was right. the one where they came back from 3 nothing, you know? So... It's amazing how much changes. I was in Maple Leaf Square. Uh, they had the big crane camera come down and uh, see all the people. And if you go back and watch a uh, uh, like a record of the game, you see all these fans jumping up and going crazy, and just to screw with them because. And they did a bunch of different takes of it. And I think part of the reason they did is because I kept screwing it up. Because while what? fans are jumping up and down and having a great time, I just did this. I stood completely still just staring right at the camera and I'm like right in the middle of the shot too. And so like, I even had a bunch of tweets. My phone died before the leaves blew it, which thank God. Oh yeah. Thank God. (laughs) That's, that's why my timeline's a little quiet that night. Thank God. But, um, yeah, I got a bunch of tweets before it died of people going, is that you staring into the camera in Maple Leaf square? And I remember clear as day, Leafs go up 4-1. We lose our minds. Lose our minds. We thought it was over. We thought it was over. And so did the people behind me because they start, nah, 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 nah. And I remember just panic turning around, screaming, not even caring who it was, going, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because you knew. Like, it's Leafs Nation. Like, we just knew – too many things could go wrong. There's way too much time left in this game. And if you go back and watch, there's this horrifying shot of the Bruins bench, and they look so dejected. And it gets to Yarmir Yager, and he just pouts and shakes his head. He's you like, forget Yager was on that team. He was on that team. And, uh, oh, who else was on that team? Wade Redden. Wade Redden. Wade Redden was a Bruin back mm-hmm. then. But Yager just goes, Mm-mm, nope. And he's just like, we got these guys. And there's a guy who's been around for so long. He's seen so much, even back then. And he was just like, no, we shouldn't be losing these guys. These guys suck. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the whole game, they did. They were awful. You watch the game and wonder how they made the playoffs. Yep. And Bruins score. Bruins score again. And moments earlier, I was thinking, you know what? Penguins probably make it to the Eastern Conference Final. Leafs are going to have to play the Bruins in round two. Leafs, I think, had a winning record against the Bruins that year. The Leafs, to this day, are Henrik Lundqvist's boogeyman. It makes no sense. He gets shelled every time he plays them. 
And I'm like, you know what? They can make it to the Eastern Conference final. And even though the Leafs didn't beat the Penguins, I don't think, that season, they played them really well. And I was like, you know what? They have a real shot at going to the Stanley Cup final. Did you mean the uh, Rangers in round two? You said yeah, the- no, sorry. I think I thought they I thought they would have beaten the Rangers in round two. Okay. And I thought you said they had the Bruins, a- so just correct. Oh my bad. Sorry. Yeah. I thought the Leafs would have had a chance of beating the Rangers in round two. Okay. And I thought they had at least a fighting chance against the Penguins. All right. In round three. And then I and I remember watching that series where the Penguins got swept by the Bruins. I want to say the Penguins scored like four goals in four games. And I remember just watching the Bruins tear meat off of the bone rip the penguins limb from limb and just going the leafs push these guys to seven how the how the anyway so i'm going back and forth when bergeron tied the game i hit the deck i like a lot of leaps Outs- like at maple leaf square yeah so you <laughs> might even be able to see me in the shot because so many people put their hands up i immediately fell to my knees because i'm like in that moment they lost and the the mood in Maple Leaf Square was, that's it. That's it. And, you know, the game wasn't over. They could have easily came back and win it. Joffrey Lupel actually had a pretty good chance to win it in overtime. Mm-hmm. But we just knew. And then when it happened, I literally just turned from the TV, turned around, looked down at my wife, and, and she just, like, I, I, it was her first Leafs heartbreak. Like, she had never really cared, and then she finally cared. And that was her first introduction to Leafs Heartbreak. And we just, um, we didn't stick around for the news cameras like some of those people who were like, we were so close! We just walked and had the quietest subway ride I've ever taken. Wow. And I shot, I, I hate that video that I did the next morning because I shouldn't have done it the next morning, but I live with my parents still at the time. And I just don't feel like I did it justice and you see the difference with what is now my second most viewed video which is game seven from this year where it's an added six years of torture uh the the Leafs are like the Chicago Blackhawks of losing game seven to the Bruins three and six years baby Woo! (laughs) and and uh like and I just completely lost my mind yeah um but in 2013 it was just genuine heartbreak and just knowing oh my God, we're never going to live this down. And now it's seven years later. I feel like nobody, there was some consolation for the fact that they shouldn't have been there. The only reason the Leafs were even in the playoffs was because they got a a heater to start the shortened season. Even at the end of the season, I had up their, like the end of it, they went, they lost uh, one, two, three. They lost four of their last six games. Like, this wasn't a very good team, but they, they snuck into the yeah. fifth seed because it was the, technically the middle of the season. It was 50, 48 games in, and they cut it off, and they had to start the playoffs because of the shortened season. So if that's an 82-game regular season, this team, that's like an eight seed, maybe a, a 10 seed. They missed the playoffs. Who knows? But they were playing above their heads, and it was unbelievable that they even squeaked out those two wins in five and six just to push it to game seven. And <laughs> Reimer but, was so good. Yeah, because oh Reimer God. Reimer stole those games, and you Reimer think, stole that season. Yeah. He stole that playoff spot. Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, <laughs> no, you just you'd think that it it eased a little bit of the pain, but once no. you go up four one with 
10 and then 10 minutes go, is left and you still have a 4-1 lead and then you blow it that doesn't help it doesn't no, help the fact that you should have never been there you want you close that out because that's what you should do well, and the Bruins, you know, Jack Edwards, with, with the dagger at their throats, they pull it out and s- slay the beast. And I'm like, the beast? Right. The 2013 Leafs. That's embarrassing. Like, but, I mean, the way they lost was even more embarrassing. Like, that was the thing. Like, there was nothing to say. And at the time, I did take consolation. And, wow, you know, they did push him to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in that they proved that they're better than I thought they were. And then management said, yeah, you're right. And they doubled down on everything and they plunged the team into maybe the second darkest period of their history and uh, had to completely burn it to ash and rebuild. And now here we are today. They doubled down on a bad team that was playing above their heads. Yeah. And it led to what four years of just terrible hockey. Like they bought out, like they bought out Mikhail Grabowski immediately, which made no sense. Komarov left because he didn't play for the final 17 minutes of the game. Uh, Clark MacArthur walked. Nikolai Kuhleman walked. Uh, they got David Clarkson in free agency. And rather than go with what was a pretty solid tandem in Reimer and Scrivens, they paid a decent chunk for Jonathan Bernier. Mm-hmm. who was actually really good in 2013-14 and then just never quite recaptured that magic as the team got shittier around him. Yeah. Uh, where were you? Uh, I was. So I, I was at Ryerson at the time, and that night I was at school. So I missed I – I think I missed the entire second commuting home from Ryerson. So when, I, when did your class end? So it, the game must have started at what? Seven or eight? Seven. Seven. So it must, the class must have ended at like six. Because I went to, I, I, I didn't see you, but I walked by Maple Leaf Square because I walked down to the GO train. So I walked in. I think I watched the entire first period from Maple Leaf Square uh, with, my oh. back, with my backpack on and everything, getting ready to go catch the next GO train. So I watched you must the have inter- been way at the back. Yeah, because I, I yeah. walked down after class, and then I'm standing at, by myself. I'm just standing at the back with my backpack on, watching the first period. And then I go from uh, – so the first period ends, and I book it to the GO train. And I take the GO train home, and I get home. It's probably like end of the second, middle second, somewhere in there. And then I watch the entire second and third and OT from my bedroom. And I remember texting a couple buddies – when they went up 4-1, hey, we're going the second round. This is it. I can't believe this is happening. And it just I f- jinxed it, you know? <laughs> I, I believed. I believed that this team that we couldn't fathom doing anything, this JVR Kessel Kadri line, that's just <sighs> unbelievable for some reason. I thought they were going to do it. I believed in these guys. They were, they were heroes. And they, somehow <laughs> they collapsed. If I encourage anybody who's listening to this to go back to watch the highlights on YouTube. There's a video that was posted uh, May 14th, 2013 that has 1.2 million views. And if you go and you watch the part with the Kadri goal, it's like a half an hour video. They have the whole highlights. It's great. And if you go and you watch the part with the Kadri goal, I believe it's Jack Edwards who says at the time, that's it. That's the dagger. The Leafs of all but cleaned up this series. It'll take a monumental collapse for Boston to come back. And it's the first and only three goal, (laughs) 
third period collapse in NHL, in, in, sorry, in a game seven in NHL history. And then it happens. You know, he says it'll take a monumental collapse, and that's exactly what happens. It's uh, and, it was fascinating to rewatch. And and like and this is why I keep saying I want the Leafs to beat the Bruins en route to if they ever do anything. Washington got that moment uh, by beating the Penguins, and that's the one we always bring up is because the Penguins beat the Caps over and over and over again. A better example would be the Flyers and the Bruins. The the Bruins were up three games to none on the Flyers in 2010. That's that great goal by Mark Savard banging a stick on the ice, throws it in the stands, smashes up against the glass, coming back from injury and everything. Flyers win the next three games. Bruins go up 3-0 and choke. They blew a three-goal lead in game seven. I just don't think it was all in the third. And the Flyers end up winning. The very next year, they play the 2011 Bruins. And what a lot of people remember about that team is how they were tough. What a lot of people remember about that team is I think they were the first team to ever play three seven-game series en route to winning the Stanley Cup. They went seven against Montreal, seven against Tampa, seven against uh, the Canucks. But what a lot of people forget, second round, they murdered the Flyers. Murdered them. They They had to get back at them, you know? They, revenge. <laughs> they ripped the neck off their shoulders. They, they made sure history forgot about that collapse. And I've, and I've had a bunch of Leaf fans go, hey, never forget the Boston in 2010. I'm like, you know what? Boston's forgotten that in 2010. Yeah. Because they have – I'd be so much more haunted by, like, the 2013 final – or, like, two goals in 17 seconds to Chicago. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, the, you know, Marchand leaving for the bench early. Uh, against St. Louis, but that 2010 collapse against the Flyers, that's long gone. They exercised those demons in the best way possible. They swept them in the playoffs en route to winning the Cup the next year. Yeah, that's over, you know? Leafs, all all we have is demons. (laughs) All we have is demons. It's funny how we look at the the 2016 or 17 Washington series loss. And we compare it to this one where it's like this, that was a team who was playing so far above their heads. And so was this one, but that team didn't get to a game seven, you know, that team was so the 2017 team was so young, but they never, they never pushed it, you know? So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Everybody looked at it as a a positive. Six, one goal games. Yeah. Six, one goal games, five in overtime. That series ruled. Oh, it ruled so hard. I, yeah, but it oh, didn't I wanted hurt. a different result. It didn't hurt, though. No, I was there. And, like, I, and I remember even being like, how am I going to be in public if the <laughs> Leafs lose this series to Washington? And yeah. they lost it on an overtime winner on kind of a shitty goal. And the whole crowd, you know, maybe five, ten seconds of silence, less than ten. Mm-hmm. And we all just started cheering. Everyone just Proud started cheering. Yeah. Proud of them. Proud of the scrappy young group that, like, so many thrilling games. Game three, they're down 3-1. Washington's killing them. Nylander scores the tying goal off a great Zach Hyman effort. Bozak with the tip in overtime. Leafs were up two games to one in that series. Leafs were up 2-0 in game one, which they lost. Um, They were up. The Leafs scored. the, The Washington Capitals lost the Stanley Cup in 2017 when they allowed the Leafs to score about two minutes in. What do you mean? 
but I know it was the Penguins who eliminated them. Mm-hmm. But th- this this was the can't miss group. This this was the most can't miss group of players the Washington Capitals had ever put together. They're going to win the cup this year. Don't worry about it. They won the President's Trophy. They were head and shoulders above everyone else. Then they acquired Kevin Shattenkirk. And they were unbeatable. And then the Leafs score on them two minutes in, and you just see the team and the building in Washington. It was, oh, my God, here we go again. Here we friggin' go again. And you could tell, and that stuck with them the whole series. Who knows? If Washington scores first, it goes through the legs. Maybe they kill the Leafs in four. Right. And they're a lot fresher next round. Who knows? And they're a lot fresher next round. Maybe they beat the Penguins. There's no back to back. Who knows? We'll never know. And then the next year, all the pressure's off. Look, they win a cup. Yeah. Hockey's dumb. (laughs) I think it's like that in any sport. You just need the perfect bounces, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how certain things stick with you. Like I, I, I'm amazed how often I've seen the meme, like to this day, about the Warriors losing a three-one lead to the Cavs. Like, didn't they sweep them the next year? Yeah, the Warriors the following year were the uh, greatest. I think the greatest basketball team of all time. And that, Kev- that Kevin Durant Warriors team. I know the year before is when they set they set the record for the most wins in the regular season, the seventy-three wins. The year and, they lost to the Cavs and then lost. And then yeah. they add one of the greatest players of all time the next year, and they probably have one of the best teams in the history of basketball. And it's just, <laughs> it's, but they, their legacy is tainted by this 3-1 lead blown, even though they have three championships in three years. Three. It's wild. It's, I can't wait for that, Doc. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green just talking shit for like, eight episodes <laughs> it'll be great so they had asked for uh the access that uh you you see the access that for the last dance that the bulls gave to the tv crews for this documentary that we're watching so they had asked a lot of i don't know if it was espn or what tv crew but they had asked the warriors to film something similar for that during that season the that would be the 2017 season the, the 73 win season and they denied it. So all of that footage doesn't exist. <laughs> so there was an opportunity to create uh, that doc, the last dance type doc for the Warriors, but they didn't allow call? the co- they didn't allow the cameras. They're worried about the relationships between Durant and Draymond and all that getting exposed via these cameras that would follow them around right. them the whole year. So that couldn't have been Steph. It couldn't have been Steph. No. Like I still one one of the things. I love so much about an um, NBA finals media day that I'm still blessed that I got to go to raps warriors. It's in Toronto. Uh, Steph Curry comes up for warmup, and you see everyone perk up because he wasn't there right away. Steph Curry comes out. Oh, okay. Shit. Get your camera. It's Steph Curry. First thing he does, is he grabs a basketball, walks to center court, shoots a half court shot, literally does not even whisper at the at the rim just nothing but net turns around grabs another basketball half court shot the other way <laughs> nothing but net. i was just like holy shit he this knows guy what you guys it. are there for <laughs> he, yeah. he knows and he two half court shot think of how could i hit a half court shot yes how many attempts would it take me 
a, a million. I'd be there all day. <laughs> Every kid who's ever played in a gym has tried to hit a half court shot. I've done it. Oh yeah. I, I did it at summer camp. It took me like a hundred tries though, is the only thing. This guy just whack, whack. Mm-hmm. Like two things you would never pull off in a game situation, except he would because he's Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And in front of all these cameras and just he he got it. I can't imagine him making the decision, no, don't get this on camera. He's Steph yeah. Curry. He's like bask in my greatness. Oh man. Yeah, they uh I'm I'm disappointed we won't ever get to see what really went on in the 17-18 Warriors. And then but they it only reinforced the point like when uh because Durant left because there's a whole bunch he didn't wasn't happy, you know. Reasons. Yeah. Uh, Draymond was a large reason of that. And you don't want that stuff getting out. You know, they're professional athletes, they like to keep that stuff in house. So I see why. Boo. Yeah. Boo. No fun. Anyways, that's the that's the show. If you're wondering where uh, Adam is, he's off doing dad stuff. Hopefully he can uh, join us on Sunday. Well-deserved day off for him. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll be back on Sunday with a brand new episode. Hopefully we can do more geography trivia. Oh boy. Because Steve did such a great job this time. That is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe. If you really liked it, tell your friends that the capital of Washington is Cherry Tree Town. <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.